Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 181, the recap of week four Alabama 2018 turkey season. And I am your host and the guy who has had enough and has mailed his check to join a hunting club about an hour from home for 2019. What does that mean? You'll find out a little bit more in just a second. But right now we are 18 days, 23 hours, 23 minutes, and two seconds away from the end of turkey season in Alabama. So like I mentioned, I've had enough. I have paid money to lease land in areas where there are no turkeys. Or maybe to be more accurate, I should say very few turkeys. And I've had enough. I'm not doing it next year. So I have just sent my check in to join a hunting club that I was actually in several years ago. And it is in one of the most populated counties for turkeys in the state of Alabama, and historically, year in, year out, for at least probably the last 20 years, has been in the top, I'd say, three to five counties in the state as far as harvest numbers are concerned. Maybe estimated harvest numbers. Because the state of Alabama didn't really have a good method for keeping up with the harvest in place until recently. So, I've joined this club. It's a hunting club. It's 23 or 2,500 acres loaded with turkeys. At least it was loaded with turkeys in the past. And if it has half as many turkeys on it today as it did when I hunted it, it's still covered up with turkeys. So I'm pumped up about 2019 already. And I'm thinking about joining a neighboring club as well. And that I believe would give me access to about 5,000 contiguous acres of private land in prime turkey hunting country to turkey hunt next year. So we will see. I'll let you know. But for right now, I need to get into today's show because in about 18 hours, I will be jumping in the truck and driving north and east to turkey hunt in North Carolina. 
Cameron and I are going back to North Carolina this weekend to hunt their opener, and we'll be hunting public land again. We'll be hunting Saturday for opening day, then Sunday. You can't hunt public land on Sunday in North Carolina. So there's been talk about either me going to Georgia to hunt and Cameron calling for me there, or Cameron going to Tennessee to hunt and me calling for him there because I don't have a Tennessee license and Cameron does. And Cameron does not have a Georgia license, but I do. And I have two more birds that I can kill in Georgia. Cameron has one more bird to kill in Tennessee. He's been wearing them out, by the way. Every other day I'm getting a text message from him with a picture of either him standing on a turkey's neck or a turkey selfie. So he's been wearing them out, having a good season so far. So we're going to go get after some North Carolina public land birds this weekend, and I'm pumped up about that. We had a great time last year. I'm sure we'll have a great time this year as well. But today's recap for last week is very short and quick and easy because the hunting last week was very short, quick, and easy. So I'll sum it up for you very quickly. This past week consisted of no gobbling, followed by a fair amount of gobbling with some action, a little bit of gobbling, and then no gobbling. So I think I told you guys that I took off Wednesday 4-4 and didn't hunt. So that leads me to Thursday, April the 5th. And I went with my buddy Joey, Drew, and Joey's oldest son, Brody, who is nine years old. And I had the pleasure of guiding Brody. And Joey and Drew went to a different piece of the property and hunted together. So I was pretty stoked about taking Brody along. And we did hear two different turkeys gobble a total of six times. One gobbled four times and the other gobbled two times. It had just rained a couple nights before and there were turkey tracks in the middle of the dirt road gobbler tracks in the middle of the dirt road from where Joey and Drew dropped me and Brody off all the way up to the area that Brody and I hunted. So as it was cracking daylight, we're walking into that area and we're listening for turkeys to gobble and we're following the turkey tracks down the road going in the direction that we're going and we get to where the trail that we're going to walk on that goes into this little piece of property that we were going to hunt, breaks off of the main road, and we're standing there and we're listening, and all of a sudden Brody looks up at me and he said, I just heard one over there. I'd gotten kind of preoccupied with looking at turkey tracks in the road and was not listening, but Brody had his ears on, and he made sure that I knew that he heard one, and so he was right. He did hear one. That turkey gobbled one more time, and then we heard the other turkey gobble about four times. So it was not the action-packed morning that I was hoping for, but Brody and I had a blast. We looked at buckeye plants, which were blooming. We talked about buckeyes. And sorry, Ohio State fans, Brody is not a buckeye fan. He thought the plant was pretty interesting, but he was not real tickled with the fact that the Ohio State buckeyes were named after this plant. So he's not a huge fan. I just thought it was funny because he's nine years old and he is opinionated about Ohio State already. We parents can have a huge effect on our children, can't we? Especially when it comes to our sports teams. So we looked at Buckeye plants, talked about them. We found some turkey scratching and talked about that. 
I taught him a little bit about how to look for scratching and how to tell if scratching was fresh. We practiced our turkey calling and we also practiced our stomping and puddles of water as well. You know, just between me and you, it is a cinch to have fun hunting with a nine-year-old boy when you yourself are a nine-year-old boy at heart. Like I said, I was hoping we would have had some action so Brody could see what the turkey hunting experience is really like. I feel certain he's ready and up for the challenge, and maybe next time we go, we can call one in and he can see how it goes. So on Friday, April the 6th, I went with my buddy Steve to some property west of Birmingham that he has permission to hunt. It's about 300 acres, not a huge parcel, but it's a very good sized parcel. And we walked all over that parcel of property and we saw a grand total of zero turkey tracks and we heard a grand total of zero gobbles. But we did discover that even though no one is supposed to be hunting that property, Steve is the only person who has permission to hunt it. We found out that if in Alabama you own property and you are not showing a presence on that property, your neighbors don't have a problem planting food plots on it and hunting it when they know you haven't been to it in 15 years. So that was pretty interesting to see. We were fortunate we didn't bump into anybody that was hunting that day. But I believe Steve has notified the owner, and the owner hopefully has notified the law. So whoever's hunting that piece of property may be in for a surprise sometime over the next couple of weeks. So Saturday, April the 7th, I actually didn't hunt. The weather was pretty bad in Alabama. We had that cold front move through that I think affected a great deal of the country this past week. But my plan was to, after watching the weather forecast, load my truck up, head to Mississippi, and hunt some public land over there. And that is what I did. So Saturday, after the rain ended, I threw my gear in the truck and went to East Mississippi, hunted some public land there. And before I left for Mississippi, I called a buddy of mine, Land, to just chat with him a little bit because I was actually planning on going a little bit further north where land lives and hunts and land made a very generous offer he said well if you come a little bit further south then i'll show you some spots to hunt well how can i turn that down so i went to mississippi i actually camped at a campground saturday night and sunday night and i hunted all day on sunday and i hunted monday morning and came back to birmingham but sunday we had a little action So we go into this area just before daylight that land lives pretty close by and park the truck. We get out. We're standing there at the truck listening. The first turkey fires off probably four or five hundred yards from the truck. Pretty good ways. And then a second turkey fires off in the opposite direction. The third turkey fires off in still another opposite direction. And I think I heard five different turkeys gobble that morning. So there are some gobblers in this area that we're hunting. And one bird gobbled and Land looked at me and he said, if that bird gobbles again, we're going over there because I know where he is and I know where he's going and we can kill that bird. And I thought, heck yeah, come on, gobble again. So the bird gobbles again and the bird gobbled again. And he said, come on, let's go. So we take off walking through the woods. And this area that we were hunting is bordered by a river on one side creek on another side and it had just rained maybe four inches in Mississippi 
the day before, it was wet. This was lowland, river bottom, full of oak trees, beautiful hardwoods, but it was wet. Now, the weather Sunday morning was pretty nice. It was very clear. At daylight, there was no wind, but it was freezing cold. I mean, it literally was like 31, 32 degrees. It was cold that morning. But the birds were gobbling, they were active, and we were excited about that. So we took off sloshing through the water to get a little bit closer to where this turkey was roosted and got into the area. Land walks up to an oak tree and says, sit down right here. He said, I'm going to sit on the other side of it. I said, okay. And he said, but first I'm going to go put this decoy up. So he goes about 10 yards away, sets up a decoy. Now I've already told you it's wet, but where we were, Everywhere that there was a tree, a good-sized tree, it was up out of water. In between the trees had standing water in it. So if you had two oak trees that were 10 feet apart, there'd be the oak tree a foot away from the oak tree, 8 feet of water a foot out of the water, and the other oak tree. The reason that I'm bringing that up is because it didn't give us many options as far as choosing a setup spot. The woods in this area were actually pretty thick to be river bottom. I was kind of surprised, but there were several smaller hardwoods in this area. And when I say smaller, I'm talking between 8 and 14 inches in diameter. But there are also a lot of big hardwoods in the area as well, some big oak trees. So I sit down against the tree that he tells me to sit against. There is a smaller tree that's about two feet away from this one. And I get to where my left shoulder is pointed in the direction this gobbler is gobbling. This other tree, it's about, I'd say, four inches in diameter, is off of my right knee. So I've got a small window there where I can move the gun and get a shot. So I'm sitting there and Land comes over, he sits down, and he tree helps. When he does, the gobbler gobbles. There, We know there's hens in the area. So his attitude or his strategy was, why not call? There are hens in the area. You may as well go ahead and start competing. Otherwise, if you do like I do on roosted gobblers and you wait on that turkey to fly down before you call, you can oftentimes miss your opportunity to get that gobbler's attention because he's at that point, he's gathering up hens that have already flown down and he's pretty focused on them. So land tree calls and the gobbler answers and we can hear the hens yelping and clucking off in the distance and now it's just a matter of becoming a hen, letting him know we're there, flying down and trying to call him our direction. And Land is pretty sure he's coming our direction because this turkey is roosted in a peninsula along the river. There basically is one way in and one way out, unless the turkeys fly across the river, which they do from time to time. So I've got a little bit of the audio from this hunt and... I'll narrate it a little bit as we go along, but listen in and enjoy.
And that sound right there was land doing a fly down with the wing beats. Sounded pretty good, didn't it? That shuffling sound that you hear is me scooting myself more to my left around that tree so that I am facing the direction that turkey is roosted a little bit more than I was. And also what I was doing was opening up the opportunity to be able to shoot more to my right 
than what I had because I had a very narrow window to shoot to my right. Maybe from 9 o'clock to about my 12 o'clock. But by scooting a little bit further around that tree, I actually opened up my ability to shoot from about 9 o'clock to about 1 o'clock. wasn't a whole lot, but I did gain some. And in hindsight, that was a mistake. Because what I did was move myself closer to that smaller tree that was in front of me. Which is an issue if you ever want to try to get your gun on the other side of that tree to take a shot at a turkey. Is that foreshadowing? I don't know. Okay, so I just cut out one minute and four seconds of silence. Now you're about to hear a hawk off in the distance, and the turkey's going to gobble, and that turkey is now on the ground. So in that one minute and four seconds of silence, the turkey went from roosted in the tree to being on the ground. And now the fun begins. Okay, I just said, there he is, because I thought that I saw him, but that was not the gobbler. That was a hen, but the gobbler's not far behind.
I just said I lost him, that it's too thick and there's too many turkeys in there. And it was too thick and there were too many turkeys in there. It's so thick and there's so many dang turkeys in here. Alright, so I started calling then in addition to land calling as well because the hens that were with the gobbler were getting pretty vocal and pretty sassy and I thought that we might stand a chance of turning those hens back around and, and them bringing the gobbler with them. So I started calling on the diaphragm call and started getting a little bit aggressive with the calling just to try to tick off the hens. So they turn and come back. Yeah.
Okay, you may or may not have heard that, but it was that turkey vocalization we never want to hear while we're hunting. The dreaded putt. So the gobbler circled us, came in at my two to three o'clock position and got within about 35 yards. He saw something he didn't like. That was me, by the way. And turns to walk away back towards the hens he just left. And there I was with my gun pinned between two trees because of a bad setup. And I watched as he walked away. Now, in case you couldn't hear that, Land just said, I see more turkeys coming from the left, and I think I see a long beard with them. Here's the audio clip from that part of the hunt. So as you can tell, that was not a long beard gobble. That was a short bearded turkey gobbling. 
that Jake stayed in there with us for about two minutes, gobbling, standing at about 20 yards, and just giving it everything he had. Poor fella, he just didn't have a whole lot to give. But next year, though, he will, and that'll be another turkey that land can hunt then.
Star Trek. So basically, that was it. That was the excitement for the morning. And, you know, it was a little frustrating, a little disheartening, but those turkeys were moving so quickly through those hardwoods, and the day was still a little dark, a little gray, and I kept losing the gobbler as he was walking through the trees because the hens were all around him as well. And then when he got around me and got off to my right shoulder. I was pinned in there because of that smaller tree that was off of my right knee. And when that gobbler started putting and walking off, I may have been able to lift my gun up, get it around that small tree that was off of my right knee, and gotten a shot at him as he was running off. But after last week's miss, I didn't want to take a chance. So I let him go. And that's a turkey that land gets to hunt again. So not all bad. So we leave this area. Land takes me on a little tour, shows me some other areas that are typically very good areas for turkeys. And we go to his house so that he can go have lunch on Sunday with his family. And I jump in my truck and head over to one of the areas where he told me to go. So I walked around in some of the prettiest hardwoods that you have ever seen. I mean, these woods are just absolutely gorgeous. I saw some turkey scratching, nothing terribly fresh. I heard no turkeys. I saw no turkeys Sunday afternoon, and that pretty well did it for my Sunday. So Monday morning, Land only had a short period of time that he was going to be able to hunt, so we decided that it was probably best for me to go and hunt on my own and for him to hunt on his own so that he could leave whenever he needed to to get to work on time. So Monday morning, I went to a different area than I went Sunday afternoon, and I heard absolutely nothing. I did not hear a turkey gobble, but I feel pretty certain that this area has turkeys in it. Land has hunted it before and said that there's turkeys there, and I don't doubt him. It's laid out perfectly for turkeys. So I left Mississippi Monday around lunchtime, Drove back to Birmingham, and Tuesday morning, I went to my property south of Birmingham, and I heard one turkey gobble off of the property about eight times, and that was it. 
that was all that happened that morning. Wednesday, April the 11th, I actually went hunting with my dad. So we went to a piece of property that we have leased that's west of Birmingham. The plan was to hunt there and then go look at some other hunting property. If you recall from a few weeks ago, I told you guys that our hunting club down in southwest Alabama that we have been hunting for 30 years, we lost the lease on it. So we, being the hunting club, are looking for more land to lease. So that's what we were going to do. So we drove to the property that we have leased west of Birmingham, turkey hunted there right at daylight, and we didn't hear anything. So another day of silence. But we went and looked at the property, and it's promising. I don't know that we're going to pull the trigger on it, but there's potential there. So we're actually still in the midst of discussing whether or not we're going to do something with it. But that was pretty much it for the week. There were no shots fired. That gobbler that I sat down on with land Sunday morning is the fourth gobbler that I have sat down on all year. I have seen all four of them. I have shot at two of them. One of them I never intended to even take a shot at because I was hunting with Drew and Joey, and I wanted Joey to get his first bird. So even though I had a gun, I never even once attempted to raise my gun to shoot the turkey that we called in. And then the one would land that I just could not get a shot at. I couldn't get a shot I was comfortable with at. So four weeks, I've sat down on four birds, and I have hunted every day except four. Needless to say, the season's a little bit frustrating, but there's still a little over two weeks left. I'm changing my strategy now, and I'm going to finish the season out hunting public land where I know that there are turkeys, and we'll see how it goes from here. So that is it for the week. But before I cut you loose, I've got one favor to ask. And that one favor is this. Turkey season across most of the country has opened up already. I know a lot of you guys up in the northeast and in the northern part of the Midwest are still waiting on May 1st to get here so your seasons will open. But almost everybody else in the country is hunting currently, And my one favor is this, be safe. Identify your target before you even take your safety off. Identify 100% that that is a turkey and that it's a male turkey or a bearded hen if you want to take a bearded hen and it's legal. And remember, if you're hunting public land, do not gobble and do not take a fan or a strutter decoy into that area of public land to reap a turkey. It is not worth getting shot over just to have the opportunity, at least in your mind, to get a shot at a wild turkey. Be safe. Remember, you cannot unsqueeze the trigger. Identify your target. Identify what's behind your target as well. And part two of that favor, enjoy it. Have a good time. Even if the turkeys aren't gobbling, take some time to walk through a mud puddle. Take some time to look for buckeye bushes that are blooming. Take some time to look for turkey scratching and enjoy everything that Mother Nature has to offer us. That's it. That's all that I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. 
And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.